right. What is up? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Culture. I am your host, Leslie Lee the Third. How's it going? Hope y'all are doing well. Hope y'all are doing okay on this Wednesday night. Exciting pre. I feel in the air. It's huge. It's... The wrestling spirit is in the air, folks. We know the big event that's going down, WrestleMania, but there's going to be tons of shows going on. And I hope you check them all out. We'll talk about them. We'll preview some of those shows, the Impact show, the ROH show. Hey, you got a big AEW show tonight we can talk about. We can talk about wherever you want, though. We'll take your calls. And by we, I mean my special, special guest tonight because I have to have someone on big for the show. You know, the Will Smith slap is huge. Huge. Huge implications where the worlds of comedy and professional wrestling are intersecting. And I can't think of, and celebrity culture, I can't think of anyone better to have on than my guest tonight. Hansi, how's it going? Dude, uh, I'm honored to have been asked to come here, man. Dude, there's no, no one other than you that I would rather talk to about this whole situation, man. Because I feel like everyone else is just getting... Dude, for the first time, I'm seeing everyone else get worked over. <laughs> Every, dude, it's like, it's like the one-time professional wrestlers feel like they're in the drive. Because I saw so many professional wrestlers pointing out, yeah, this is all a work, by the way. And everyone's getting all mad at them and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it. The table has turned because, like, yes, if you like, I feel like so much of, like, internet culture now is just people basically doing the things that they make fun of professional wrestling fans for doing. Like, believing in stuff that's obviously kayfabe, whether it's in politics or it's pop culture, people do it all the time. Pro wrestling fans know that it's a show, and they sit back and enjoy it. But I, but people don't get that. But honestly, thank you so much for coming on today. And I hope you know that this is a safe space for you as a comedian. You will be not have to worry about anybody slapping you for any jokes you make. I knew, I know this is a very trying and difficult time for everybody in the world of comedy. And I, I, I just want you to know I'm sensitive to that. Dude, listen, if you want to come and slap me verbally or, or physically, man, like, listen, I, I probably talked enough shit in my life where I probably deserve a little fucking slapping here and there, right? But, like, the, the, the funniest thing is that people are like, well, how can it be staged? Did you see those, did you see those actors in the crowd and then the reaction? Like, yes trained actors reacting <laughs> to something like how, how can people know I, listen, I, 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 I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the kayfabe but I'm also enjoying like how like so many people like I'm honestly the, the, the person that I'm looking forward to like at least how they handle the discord because I always feel they're always above like like not buying into the comedian like the, especially like the right leaning comedians way of bullshit is how Bill Burr will react right but I listen to his podcast he didn't really cover all of it really he didn't really want to talk about it. So I'm hoping he doesn't be one of those guys that, like, ends up going, oh, my God, as a comedian, I'm in danger. Like, dude, dude no one's going to fucking touch Bill Burr or anything like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, and I don't know. It's just there is another divide. And I think the average pro wrestling fan just does uh, accepts the fact that if you say something to somebody and they don't like it, they might slap you for it. And that's just kind of life, and that's why – you know, talk shit uh, to people. Now, that's not what Chris Rock was doing, obviously. He was, you know, hosting a show. He was playing a character. He was playing a role. Will Smith was playing a role. It's all, it's all part, part of the show, folks. But people took it very seriously, but it did reveal some things that, like, 
the idea that like don't start no shit won't be no shit and talk shit get hit are values that only some people have that others don't but i feel like most of the pro wrestling fans were kind of like well yeah maybe he shouldn't have done it but i understand <laughs> like i understand in theory why you know you might slap somebody for insulting your wife while there was this other half saying this is you know an assault this is never ever acceptable i was like I don't know. Maybe if they were like in a bar and he was like insulting him to his face, his part part into his face. Maybe you slap a guy. I don't think that's that big a deal. No, dude. The the amount of fucking people, especially like like you know people in showbiz that are like now using this as like a way to go. Oh my god, this person should be like the, the fact that anyone is calling for Will Smith to be arrested over this is like one of the most stupidest things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's- it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, but we're not taking it seriously. We're having fun over here. We're going to have fun on the show. We got callers on. I'm so happy that most of the pro wrestling community seems to be united in just kind of saying that this is kind of funny, and we're used to it. There's a long list, and maybe we'll dive into it, of times where comedians have been touched by pro wrestlers. Sometimes kayfabe, sometimes not. Sometimes acceptable, maybe. Sometimes absolutely not. We'll talk about it. Uh, I'll, pre- I'll give you a preview. We got, you know, Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler, obviously. But we also have Richard Belzer and Hulk Hogan, which was a pretty ugly one. But we also oh. have... Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I was just reacting okay. to that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that the Richard Belzer one is always the funniest one to me because it's like... Uh, David Schultz got, like, fired for what he did, and then Hulk Hogan, like, basically got rewarded for what yes, he did. he did. He did. <laughs> wow. And then, um, you, uh, Awesome Kong, a Awesome slash Amazing Kong, and Bubba the Love Sponge backstage at TNA, she smacked him up, uh, but for making jokes about, uh, for bullying staff and for making off-color remarks about the, uh, earthquake in Haiti. I don't think anybody really, like, thought Kong did anything wrong, honestly. I think she had to get in trouble, but, like, basically, I thought it was fine. Yo, can, can I just chime in on that one? Because I remember when that happened, right? I was a part of the Stern Show world around that time, right? And Bubba was, like, a was Stern Show related in that regard or whatever. So, like, me kind of, like, like not wanting to cause trouble and all that kind of stuff. I remember I didn't side with Bubba, but, like, I was saying that I don't think Bubba's intentions were, uh, like, I think he was, like, like not saying fuck. Like, I, like, now I know better, he probably was saying fuck Haiti in, in general. But I thought when he was saying, like, fuck Haiti... He, he was more prescient about like, hey, take care of the American people. I remember I called in to chime in on that one, but I didn't like completely go against Awesome Kong. But it's because the reason why I was scared to even uh, mention that, mention it, like you know, kind of take Awesome Kong's side, is because when you're around like mostly like you know the white crowd in the Stern Show world, and you defend someone who does something violent, they all just start ganging up on you, going, "What? You condone violence?" So you feel kind of pressured in some way to kind of like you know go. Like go, go on, like you know, try to like be as like as peaceful because you don't want to be a disrupting minority. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. they would go, because like they they would accuse them because like the, anytime that I would go a little bit erratic, they would go, "Oh my God, you're a Muslim, so of course you're going erratic." It's like you can't win in this, and you know what I mean. So like now it's like now that I see more people calling out that bullshit, I like feel I feel better that I'm not like a token minority anymore. You know what I mean? Because I, I used to be I used to be a token minority, unfortunately, Leslie, and, and I, 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 I hey. I, hey. 
it happens, it happens. But hey, the, the thing I love about you, Hansi, is you're always changing and growing, trying to get better, trying to do better. That's why I have you on. That's why I love talking wrestling with you, buddy. And we got some callers on the line. They've been very patient, so I'm going to go ahead and start taking them. Matthew, go ahead. What's Oh, Matthew, oh, I think you just disappeared as soon as I brought you on. Uh, are you there? Can you hear me? Or, uh, Jamal, you're up now. Matthew, go ahead, get back in, unmute yourself. But, Jamal. All right, you should hear me. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Good. Sorry, I wasn't prepared there. I was still in uh, speaker mode. Um, I I just wanted to take a minute to uh, publicly say to all the people who have slapped me of all races, um, that, you know, it was not violent. You had good cause. I totally deserved it. <laughs> also, if you have maced me, uh, that guy, yeah, you were good, too. I mean, honestly, um, if, honestly, I think most people who have been slapped probably knew they had it coming. Very rarely do you get a slap that you don't earn in some way. I'm, I'm Obviously, there are Exactly. I work hard. Honestly, just in my experience, I've never had a slap coming to me as far as I know that, you know, that it wouldn't have been deserved in some capacity or form. You, you, you know, you generally know you're getting into these conflicts. Chris Rock maybe didn't because he was, you know, playing the character. But then, you know, it's all a show, folks. It's not that It's not that big a deal. Well, I'll, I'll leave you with a prompt before I let you guys get back to talking. Um, it, it, don't, don't people who've been slapped deserve the right to just get slapped and then it's over that, not is actually, that is another thing that's another it's more embarrassing to keep, like make it talking about because because he was just like wow okay and then moved on so i don't know maybe we need because he hasn't said anything about it and i doubt he wants to make a big deal he didn't seem like he wanted to make a big deal out of it then but it's become the big talk of the town uh, professional wrestling folks it was in the air Something had to happen, some kind of shift, because no one was watching this Grammy show. And then you have this pro wrestling moment out of nowhere. People say they don't like pro wrestling. People love pro wrestling. Exactly. You know, no, no, exactly. People love. People don't know that they love pro wrestling. And you know, Leslie, the other thing that's hilarious. You know how, like in the '90s, for the longest time, like, a, a, like a, a lot of like, you know, like some of the more racist people would always use. Chris Chris Rock's like you know that sketch that um bit about like oh, oh, yes. I, 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 I I like black people but I hate n words whatever now since we're, since we're in the era of rebooting the nineties in social discourse now a bunch of racist comedians are now using Chris Rock again as their fodder for their cause because of this incident like you know what I mean I w- I wouldn't be surprised bro if like in the coming months you're gonna see more staged attacks. Uh, at c- comedy shows for like right wingers to go, hey man, look at me, man, look at me, look at me, I- I'm I'm getting I'm getting attacked. Can-, can you believe this is happening and all that? So I wouldn't be shocked if like they try to get as much as they can out of it because every angle has been like covered, like from protect black women, protect your protect your family, don't make don't make fun of other black people in front of white folks. Uh, the-, the 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 comedy element of it, everything is being like literally everything is being like drug out, and and any celebrity that's like. Even giving an opinion, they're getting do like oh, Kareem Kareem Abdul Jabbar and Zoe Kravitz too. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz might be might have some tr- real problems. Like, folks, if you're a celebrity and another celebrity shows the ass in public, 
Just be quiet. You didn't used to say anything before pandemic. Post pandemic, people, all these celebrities started talking. They they got in the pro wrestling arena. They started cutting promos on each other. In case you didn't know, it's post pandemic, and they started getting buck wild out there. And it always ends up biting them in the ass because like none of them are good people. So like <laughs> you just go look them up, uh, and you you see the past. But K, thank you so much for joining us. Feel free unmute yourself. Ask us, give us your take, give us your thoughts. You want to talk about pro wrestling, anything else? What's up? Yeah, thanks. Can you guys hear me okay? Oh, we got you. Okay, cool. No, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And and, uh, and Hansy, I, I used to listen to you on Howard Stern. You were great, man. I thought you were a great talent and a great energy for the show, too. <laughs> oh, yo, I, dude, I, I appreciate it, man. Like, I, it, I can't believe it's almost, it's like been like, uh, it's been six years since I've been off the show. So it's crazy that people still remember me from that. But you know what I mean? But like, thanks oh, a lot. But, but thanks to guys like Leslie, man. Uh, he, he's always like, you know, whenever he has a chance to, he always bigs me up, man. I, I don't try to bother Leslie too much on, on social media because he's always dealing with his own trolls. You know what I mean? So I know how that's yeah. like. But I, I, I appreciate your comments, bro. I th- thank you so yeah. much for that. Yeah, no problem. But I love it. It's going to happen. And whether Bill Goldberg, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> what y'all were talking about? I don't, I don't know pro wrestling at all. A bunch of my buddies used to always excitedly tell me blow by blow what used to happen when we were little kids. And I just never was as interested in it. I just, for whatever reason, I like comic books, I like movies, I like TV shows with fantasy stuff, but I just couldn't get into wrestling. I didn't start to get it until I heard Patrice O'Neill talking about it one time. And he, and he described it very funny because I still didn't understand it at the time. But he described it as, it's as if watching The Godfather with all The Godfather's stuntmen. All the people, all the characters had stuntmen, and they were performing all the roles. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. Because I would like to see people do things that they didn't necessarily need to do. Like, wouldn't it be great if uh, Marlon Brando's stuntman, who looked just like Marlon Brando, just fell down a flight of stairs? (laughs) You know, it would just create another kind of godfather. You'd be like, holy shit, this is the greatest godfather I've ever seen. You know, watching, you know, watching, what's his name, James Conn, just get riddled with bullets and then backflip. And do like somersaults and all that. But anyway, <laughs> it just gave, it, it gave me a, a new way of thinking about what wrestling is. And the way what you're describing is what I I felt like Will Smith needed for these last couple of years. I would just watch these weird videos of him doing all these very self like these cameras would turn in on him and everything, and he'd be so exposed. And I just thought, boy, he ain't got nothing to do. And, and, <laughs> and it made me it made me think about what you said about Zoe Kravitz. It's like. She has had nothing to do for a while. And that Batman thing was probably filmed so long ago she could give a shit about it. So it's almost <laughs> like these, these people are just so... They started to realize who they were around. And trust me, I was in a theater school for two years with people who I didn't dislike them. I didn't hate them. But I just grew to dislike what what they were after within this theater school, right? I just started to think, oh, these people never learned manners. They never talked to me. They never did shit, shit like without some sort of crazy actor energy and again it was better backstage with these people because they were all a bunch of nuts uh than it was actually trying to perform with them because they just had all this i want to be seen energy that was always upstaging whatever you were trying to do that might have been more interesting potentially right so i think when you have that kind of energy in one room they all want to be wrestling maybe <laughs> you know <laughs> no, that makes d- sense. D- no, no, d- d- 
Dude, for someone that doesn't watch pro wrestling, like you seem to have the hang of it. Cause, trust me, dude. If if you're in like uh like I you you should follow like you know guys like Leslie on social media like too like if you want to turn pro wrestling because this guy like he 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 because he knows like a lot of shit about the Japanese stuff and all that kind of like he he paid attention uh, to but like I paid attention to more of the WWE stuff which is like the overproduced SNL stuff which is like which is not, I wouldn't suggest that to get into but if you want to get into if you want to get into wrestling, bro, just start watching AEW. You'll pick it up in like a, a few minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Kay, thank you so much for that wonderful call. Please don't be thank a stranger. You. Thank you so well, much for that. Uh, right on, brother. Thank you so much for that call. But yeah, I, I, I've been trying to. I, you know, I've been a pro wrestling fan for a long time, and I haven't been in for a lot. I mean, you know, for the past, you know, twenty years, I didn't really talk about it to people who weren't pro wrestling fans you know i just in part i had a pro wrestling life and pro wrestling friends that i knew and then i had other part of my life because like when you tell someone you're into pro wrestling they think wwe and what wwe has been putting on pretty much the entire time has been like childish or embarrassing uh for adults to watch more or less you know AEW is now a mainstream product that you're actually not embarrassed to sit around and watch with other people, you know? And it's I'm actually going out and telling people who have never given pro wrestling a chance that there actually is some, like, good pro wrestling to watch. I, I use the analogy often where it would be like if every single movie for 20 years straight was made by Disney, and it's the type of Disney movies they make already. They're, they don't diversify. They don't start making horror films. They make the Disney movies they make now, which just means Mar uh, Marvel movies, Star Wars, live-action adaptations of their cartoons. And that's the only movies that get shown for 20 years. My God, people would hate movies. People would think movies were bad, <laughs> a bad art form. That's what happened to pro wrestling. But there's not, actually nothing wrong with pro wrestling itself. It was the company that was in charge and dominated it for so many years. It's a very diverse thing and so many different uh, people in it, so many great shows. I, I've been evangelizing. I'm saying movies are disappointing. TV is not that great right now. Get into some pro wrestling. It's one, it's one of the few art forms I think might be firing on all cylinders as far as AEW goes um, like you can feel you can have a good little hobby there watching some pro wrestling and it's good and it's fun and I highly recommend people get into it well, well, Leslie, you mentioned like you know how like people would be embarrassed by like what WWE is putting out, right? One, one like this is like a major example of like that exemplifies like people's like like I, I would always be like even though like it was WWE, I was still because it's been part of my childhood. I would always want to watch it, even if people around me weren't really like you know like other people around me would be kind of embarrassed too a little bit because like oh my god, the guys talk about wrestling. But like one time I was at like a bar and Raw was on, and then I'm like, I'm watching wrestling, and then these two chicks that we were hanging out with were like, oh, come on, Hansy, you like wrestling? And I'm like, listen, man, it's 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 a pretty good art form. I know it's not for everybody, and while I'm going through this serious diatribe, right behind me on the screen, Vince McMahon is pulling his pants down for Triple H to kiss his ass. And oh. I look, I'm like, oh, and I felt, dude, I had to walk away, I was so embarrassed. But, you know, the other caller, he mentioned, did you, you know, did you know about this, Leslie, that Patrice O'Neal actually worked for WWE for a bit 
Yeah, yeah, he was a, he wrote for them, right? He was a writer for them for a bit. Yeah, but but I see. Do you know why I thought you would like it? Because I know you because you're, because you're not really a fan of Stephen McMahon, right? That I love that the fact that like he he wanted to quit that he wanted to quit, and Stephen McMahon didn't understand that he was more valuing his stand up comedy dates and then he didn't want to come back to work there and she would like leave like a lot of voicemails for him and he was basically ignoring ignoring her and and that, that to me is already legendary that Patrice O'Neill uh, um, pissed off Stephanie McMahon so much that she was harassing him on the phone literally for- <laughs> that's so funny that they did they could not understand that like he was like actually famous like he was actually like a famous and like, successful and respected comedian he didn't need to show up there and deal with their bullshit. I don't know why <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. put up with. Maybe he didn't. Maybe they they treated him differently than the other writers. But uh, I I could not uh, imagine Patrice O'Neill like really staying there for a long run uh, and not being like fuck this shit. Well, for, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, has a podcast. I, I don't get to listen to it, but I go I go on websites where where I catch a wrestling news, and then they always recap some of Freddie Prince Jr.'s uh, experiences in with wrestling. He said one time he was in like in a in a in, in, in like in Vince McMahon's jet, and everyone else was gonna go watch like Vince McMahon wanted everyone else to go watch the previous year's WrestleMania, and Freddie Prince Jr. just wanted to watch Richard Pryor stand up, and Vince McMahon couldn't understand why he wanted to watch Richard Pryor stand up over. WrestleMania, and I, I just, I, I, I enjoy Freddie Prince Jr.'s stories, right? Because like, he has some pretty good ones. If you ever, like, you know, just want to recap of some of the stuff he goes through, but he, 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 he has, he's a pretty cool dude with like some of the stuff that he had to put up with there, you know? Because a lot of guys like John Cena didn't like him, and MVP for a while didn't like him, but the MVP came around to liking him, you know what I mean? Because MVP thought like, what is this Hollywood fucking dude gonna fucking do for professional wrestling and all that? But then they ended up becoming like really good friends. But he always talks about how him and John Cena, uh, John Cena never liked him for some odd reason. <laughs> All right, so folks, if you want to call in, talk about pro wrestling, talk about shoot angles, you know, incidents, unscripted moments in professional wrestling, please call in. You want to talk about AEW WrestleMania weekend? We're here for you. We'll keep the conversation rolling. Let's talk a little bit about Richard Belzer and Hulk Hogan. This one was is uh, one of the more. It was fairly famous and big news at the time, but I feel like people weren't like half as mad about it. Um, and for people who don't know, the clip is on YouTube. It's it's a must see, but it's a little bit gruesome. You do see some blood. Uh, Hulk Hogan is on. I think it's like a late night show. I think Richard, Richard Belzer is like filling in uh, for uh, for uh, maybe Letterman or something like that. And they're on the set, and Richard Belzer is, like, doing his stick. He's, like, giving Hulk Hogan shit. He's, like, not re- really respecting him. Mr. T was there, too. They were, promo- they were in fact, promoting WrestleMania, the very first one. Um, and it was, it was in 1984, and he just, like, gave him a bunch of shit. And then Hulk Hogan wants to decides to demonstrate a professional wrestling move on Richard Belzer. And he puts him in a shoot front choke and chokes him completely out and he drops to the ground completely out <laughs> cold out. it's scary it's scary because his head like hits the ground like and he's completely out you see him 
like wake up come to while blood is dripping from his head and he goes to the commercial break he perfect complete professional he calls for the commercial break i could not uh believe it i do have the clip up oh i can play the whole the show, thing yeah. um Hulk Hogan and Ms. T were here, and um, uh, Hulk Hogan did a demonstration, and he he hurt me real bad. I split my head open, and I was knocked unconscious, and so on. So um, just to show that I'm not a part of their promotional tool, and this was real, I want you to take a look at this clip. And keep in mind, this was real. Take a look at it, and remember, I had no idea what was about to happen. And I'll be right back. Now, the first thing you need to know about amateur wrestling yes. or professional wrestling or submission holds, you just tell me, brother, when you want him to quit squealing, okay? All right. That's Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, Richard Belzer. How about it, T? Keep him like that for a little while. <laughs> and there was the drop. You the crack. He's all right. He's just sleeping. He's sleeping. <laughs> the, and the crowd was really, really good. He's waking up now. That was a serious right, A lot of people... See, it works. And Hogan slaps him away. We'll be right back after this word from you know who. We'll be right back. I mean, consummate professional Richard Belzer. Not only did he go ahead call for the commercial break, he also sued Hulk Hogan, got a lot of money for it too. So he he made a, he made a pretty penny off it. So yeah, kind of fucked up. But hey. He oh, he he worked he he worked it worked out for him and he made some a fat chunk of change off it. You know, listen, let me ask you what's it called? Uh, which late night like uh, my favorite late night shows that always can incorporate pro wrestling? Um, one of the like, Conan's good at doing it, but one of my favorites I always thought that never took away from his comedy while respecting kayfabe was Arsenio Hall. Like you could watch like a lot of wrestling uh, wrestling clips of Arsenio Hall, and all those interviews are like he like dude the way that he handles pro wrestlers is like one of the greatest things ever. I think it's one of the more underrated guys who ever like interview pro wrestlers within K because you know other comedians would not want to give in to kayfabe and go what am I fucking doing here yeah they but, would be too cool to yeah, yeah you know but, but i always love when arsenio hall would have guys on like bad news brown he would have macho man you know what i mean like i always loved how arsenio hall did that shit yeah i remember staying up to see the ultimate warrior on there because like ultimate warrior never talked so i was like holy shit we're gonna see the ultimate, what the ultimate warrior talk it was a bunch of nonsense for arsenio <laughs> it was cool <laughs> yeah oh they got all the clips all the clips are on youtube Oh yeah, bad news, Brown. Uh, Twin Towers. Oh man. Oh jeez. Oh yeah. Yo, I don't know if I want to see that one. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Fucking gang on there, fucking Hakeem. No, no, no. But yo, Arsenio Hall is awesome in there. He says question. He starts grilling. He starts grilling Hakeem. Goes, oh yeah. So you're from Africa, huh? Well, goes, what part of Africa are you from? And then, dude, it's just the way that Akeem had to react, dude, is so fucking great, though. But like, Arsenio Hall is a genius in in that element of doing. I'm surprised they never really got him to do stuff with wrestling within wrestling storyline because I always thought that he was like an underrated dude uh, when doing these talk shows and all that. All right, so we got a caller on the line, Big Aristotle. Go ahead, unmute yourself whenever you're ready. I'm going to pull up another cue, so why don't y'all talk for a while? Go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, hey, Hansy. Uh, I've been a fan of yours since way back in the day when you used to call it a Stern show. And I, I won't go into that, but suffice to say, I'm Team Hansy versus Team Howard. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that, man. I don't know, yeah. if that's a win- I don't know, if, that, I don't know if that's a winning team you want to be on, but no, I, no, I appreciate it. 
I just know that you, I just remember the way that you kind of got treated on that show towards the end. Not, I always thought you got a raw deal. So, but no, I, I, I before we, I know this is kind of early in the thing, and I don't know what the agenda is, but I wanted to ask you: Have you ever heard of the wrestling card game WWE Raw Deal? I've heard of, but I, I never really played these card games. But like, oh. I, I what is, is, is it worth getting into or something? Like, well, like, no, like, what is it about? It's not, it's not active anymore. It used to be active, but it was like a whole card game that was like based on playing as an individual wrestler. You'd have like an entire deck. There was pre-match managers. Uh, you could have you could win belts at tournaments. Oh, it was incredible. It, I it, they, you can still play on a tabletop simulator and such. But, uh, so, yeah, I just want to call and say hey to Hansy and, and say, you know, I'm glad things are working out well for you. I'm glad you got your, your, your Twitter presence is still felt. So, uh, oh, no, no, dude. Keep, keep on, yeah. dude. No, thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate that, man. All right, man. Take care. All right. Thank you so much, Big Aristotle, for that great call. Don't be a stranger. If you want to call in and talk to Hansy, please feel free to do so. I got the, I think I got the Twin Towers clip at the spot where they start talking about Africa. So, Folks, this is 1989. Not acceptable. Please don't go out and slap or sing you Hall. Please don't. You don't need to. <laughs> it's already happened. All right, let's go. Where is he from? The deepest, darkest Africa, brother. <laughs> That's right, home. Now, to be clear, we on the screen is uh, a keen to African dream. An extremely large white, white man, obviously, in like a, not a dashiki, but some sort of offensive African-ish garb. Uh, so that's the image on the screen. That's why the people, Carl, are laughing, because obviously. You, you, he, you, you listen, let me ask you, do, do, do you buy into those, I don't know if it's true or not, but did you buy into those rumors that the Akeem character was basically goofing on Dusty Rhodes because... Dusty Rhodes would try to act like a black dude, so they try to do like the African dream instead of the American dream. That's what that's what people have alluded to over that. Do you buy into that, or I tell you, it wouldn't surprise me if Vizic Man was that petty to do something like that. Yeah, that's the thing. It wouldn't surprise me at all. It seems ridiculous, but it's something that Vince McMahon would one hundred percent do. Like he would, he would do that. Like <laughs> even as silly as it sounds, he would do it. Bye. He's a real brother. He's not a, a counterfeit. Yeah. Like that Coco Beware or somebody like that. It's a real brother right here. That's Slick, the manager, who dresses eh, somewhere between, like, a Felix the Cat and a pimp. So you <laughs> are a black man from Africa. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't the doctor just say that? I came all the way from Africa. The brother, he introduced me into the way here. Look at my clothes. I know you're jealous of them. I know you want to go buy some. <laughs> Gang, one man gang is wild. That's wild. <laughs> That's so funny. Thank you for telling me to watch that. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Have. That's really funny. I know you want to go buy some. That's that's great. One man, he made he tried to make this garbage work. And uh, were you a fan of One Man Gang? Did you get to see him in his real heyday? Well, I I know I saw I saw him as one man gang in WWE, and I always liked like the 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 look of him. I thought he was a, I thought he was a badass dude, or whatever. But I never got to see him in other places before. But then I, I, I this was around the time that I was really confused about how kayfabe works. When cause I knew it was fake, right? And then when they introduced Akeem the African Dream, I was like, wait, wasn't this guy one man gang? And then and I'm like, wait, is he supposed to be? So I was confused about the whole thing about what he was supposed to really be. 
But like I, oh, I, I did enjoy him and Boss Man against like Macho Man and Hogan and all that type. Like they, I think that was like his biggest run uh, in his career was against like feuding with those guys. But like I, I, I did like the one man gang character a lot better. It, it felt more of like a, a, it felt more badass to me than like the, the Akeem, the African of Dream did. Oh man, Gang was so badass back in the day. Him and fucking Big Boss Man, Ray Trailer, who was on the couch as well, sitting there with a Confederate. He's dressed as a police officer, and he's like a conf- he's like a Southern police officer. That's his gimmick. He has a Confederate flag on his sleeve. Just some of the most racist gimmicks that you could probably think of. And that was WWE. And that's why what I was talking about at the beginning, like even back then, nineteen eighty nine, you know. You would be embarrassed as an adult to say, like, you watched this, you know, even though they were having fun with it and like and they were like talented people and trying to do something cool with it. It still was like a really kind of ridiculous thing and didn't need to be like one man gang was cool enough by by himself. He didn't need to be Hakeem the African dream. Oh yeah, around the, around this time, I noticed that around like the, the people were into like people at least in my family, friends, and all that. They were into like wrestling, and I think by by the time they a lot of them got kind of bored with it, was when Ultimate Warrior became the champion in the sense uh, that like yeah. it, it it became more gimmicky. And then I remember like people would get really upset with me that I'm still watching. But the, the thing is, like guys like Bret Hart were like still around, and I, I I I was always a fan of him as a kid, even in the Hart Foundation or whatever. Right, and uh, I remember like what like his infamous like people you know as far as like you know uh, babyface turns go, no one really talks about Bret Hart's babyface turn that was like a really pivotal moment like at WrestleMania four, Bad News Brown won the Battle Royal, and I felt bad for Bad News Brown because he didn't even cheat like he it basically every man for himself and Bret Hart thought they were going to have a, a you know a, a united front, but then Bad News Brown turns on him and then eliminates him, and then Bret Hart just like like beats him up and then destroys like that big trophy and and then all of a sudden like i remember like uh being so into how bret hart was turning into a good guy and i became a real fan of him so bret hart always maintained my level of fandom even in the years that were like really really rough for wwe if that makes sense oh yeah absolutely like that that was the thing that hooked me to bret hart was my dude i loved him he he made it feel real like he was the one thing that made it feel as silly as wwe F uh, at the time got you always believed in Bret Hart. I think I, I'm not certainly not the first person to say that. Did you believe in Bret Hart? Who you believe in right now? <laughs> Who you want to call in and talk about? We're gonna wrap things up in a little bit. Uh, doing a little short show this weekend. We've got a lot of wrestling to watch this weekend. I'll probably do another show uh, this weekend because there's just so many huge shows uh, this weekend happening. I am actually excited. I never thought I would say this. I'm excited for TNA's Impact Wrestling. It, that show, the Multiverse of Matches, seems dope. It seems like it might be the best show of the weekend, possibly. Now, I'm dude, very... I, oh, sorry, I was just I'm I'm totally with you on that. Like, 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 I think like from the lineup that I see, it looks like I'm not saying that R- R- ROA Supercard of Honor won't be good, but the the card at Multiverse of Matches. That one seems like really, really good, man. And, and I'm actually glad that now they incorporated Mark, Matt Cardona's heel character into the show now. Because last week on the show, he officially really turned heel by attacking Mickey James with Chelsea. So now they're doing that match with Mickey James and Nick 
Aldis, and Matt Cardona's been feuding with Nick Aldis and NWA. How do you how do you feel about um, Matt Cardona's post WWE run, bro? Oh, I think it's awesome. I think it's sick. I love this guy. I love every time he pops up. He's so funny. He knows how to play a good heel that pisses people off without actually really, you know, being, you know, her names by his feelings. And I think that's actually a really cool gift that he has. Like, he can, he always pushes it right to the limit, uh, but no further. I kind of dig that. I really I really like him. I like I like Chelsea. I I remember I met Chelsea I feel, uh, in Japan at Stardom one time. She was super cool. I liked them as a couple. I loved it, but they're such assholes as characters. I like this. I like that they TNA has intergender matches and intergender feuds, and they're actually serious ones. They're not yeah. like Mickey James is not just a wife. Chelsea Green is not just a wife. They're legitimate wrestlers. They're champion. World cha- have they have been champions themselves? Like and they, and this isn't the first match that TNA has done like this. Even when it's husband-wife duos, it's always like they're both characters are treated as serious wrestlers. And WWE, like, I, I know, I think they've gotten a little bit better about this in recent years, but a lot of the times it was like a joke match, intergender match. But these matches are serious matches for TNA. I really, like, appreciate them. They're doing it when a lot I, better than almost any other company, I think. Well, you, yeah, the, you made a good point about the intergender matches that I, I give a um, impact a lot of credit for at least having the balls to make it seem like it's like a competitive thing going on and all that kind of stuff. Instead of like going going the route of, well, the, the, the men can't touch the women, the women can't touch the men type of deal. Even like, even AEW is afraid to go that route where they did uh, Britt Baker and Adam Cole versus uh Orange Cassidy and Statlander a couple of, a couple a couple like a month ago or so and like I, I just think that Tony Khan should like you know bite the bullet at least if you're gonna do that don't be like WWE and pussyfoot around it like either give us intergender matches or don't give us intergender matches yeah I I, I, pre, I like that match because they obviously they broke the rules all the time that's the one thing I liked about that one that they kept breaking the rules and and like this it seemed like the wrestlers the the characters thought the rules were stupid on both sides and kept breaking the rules and they didn't care about them. So it let it made me enjoy the match a little bit more. But you're right, like just have the match. Just have the match. Let them let them fight each other. Don't make it you don't have to be cutesy with it. Uh TNA is doing it and people like it. People dig it. They I think and people love their women's division. Their women's division has been amazing and it's like half the card, which you can't say about any other company. Jordan Grace, they have so many women on the show. Jordan Grace, she's going to be in the Ultimate X, you know, match. And, and so, in, instead of the women's, uh, instead of one of the two women's title matches or the uh, intergender match. That's big. That's like half the card is women. I dig it. I like where TNA is at right now. I hope more people check it out and watch it because it's pretty decent. Well, you yeah, know, no, it, 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 like I know people for like the like the last like decade or so, it's like you know a lot of the problems have like soured people on it. But I gotta say, for like the last like four or five years, they've been like really, really, really solid. Like, like, like you always make the point that you love Lashley's run and Impact a lot more than the WWE run, and I'm kind of with you on that because like his both him being managed by uh, MVP in the first part of that, and then by Lambert in the second half of, the, of that, I thought well, they, the, the, they were amazing runs where like, Lashley was, win- was winning every title and all that kind of shit, you know? Oh yeah, it was so good when he won every title in TNA. That was the best time that ever happened. Um, 
he looked like an absolute dominant athlete, a world class athlete, the Michael Jordan of professional wrestling. They 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 made him look so good, They're so good. In WWE, it took them years to build him up to just being like a, a world, you know, champion level wrestler. It took him like fourteen years when TNA just made him look like the best wrestler uh, in the world, at least the best, the most, you know, the most powerful, most gifted uh, wrestler in the world. Nobody could touch Lashley what, what? at that point. Well, yo, uh, the, the, the fact that you're bringing that up, right? Like, I know you don't pay attention to WWE as much, but like the, the like his Lashley's last title reign, it ended in the in the chamber match. He didn't even get pinned because apparently he was injured, right? And then all of a sudden, like now, he comes back this week for the go home show, and they have him facing Omos, which like Omos is like in like this would have been good like in the eighties because Omos is like <laughs> an, attra- an attraction. Like I, I don't want to hate on the guy, right? But like the fact that like. Lashley is not even pissed off. Like, dude, half the bill for Mania, bro, has been about how people are people on the roster are losers and they can't get on the Mania card. I like, know it's, it's so, so bizarre. Do you are you gonna check out Mania or because uh, Mania Mania to me at least it seems like the least interesting show this weekend. Like, I'm more interested in the Impact card, Super Card of Honor. I'm actually into the Blood Sport because I want to see. Uh, um, Mox, I get who Moxie's facing again, but he's going to be at Bloodsport, and then you have like Joey Janela's Spring Break. It feels like those shows are going to be m- more noteworthy to me than what Mania is going to do. And the only thing that Mania has has going for it is that like maybe Cody might show up, and I don't need I, honestly, Ben. I don't. Need, I think they're they're doing it on purpose that it's not going to be Cody. It's going to be Shane McMahon. I guarantee you, <laughs> it's, not, it's not even going to be Cody. I guarantee he'll probably show up on Monday. But like people think that because the, you know they're advertising Cody. That it might be him debuting, but then Shane McMahon apparently is in Mania this week, Mania, in the town of Mania. So I, I'm wondering, are you going to check out Mania at any level, or are you just going to stick to the other shows mostly? You know, I'm going to stick to other shows. I'm not going to watch Mania. I'm not going to make time for it. I'm going to watch Bloodsport. I'm going to watch uh, any women's show. Actually, let me pull up. Let me see what's going on. Bloodsport seems like it's going to be huge. Huge. Uh, you got uh, Josh Barnett versus Jonah. You got Speedball. Speedball Mike Bailey, I love to see him on there. Masha Slamovich versus Janai Kai. Masha Slamovich, if you haven't seen this woman, you have to. Look her she's, up. She's dope. She's really good. She's like the best wrestler in the world. She's so awesome. She does it all. She does death matches, shoot style, every single thing. She doesn't give a fuck. She is insane. I love her. She's one of the most badass people on the planet. I absolutely dig Masha Slamovich so much. Go. She is, she is Russian. She wears the fucking flag on her gear. And she still gets cheered, even as a heel, in the fucking deepest, reddest parts of America. That's how badass she is. No, <laughs> She does not fucking give a fuck. Uh, so I love her so much. She's so cool. I'm going to check out Mission Pro Wrestling Bangers Only. That's Thunder Rosa's promotion. She'll be headlining that show against Trisha Dora, who's absolutely amazing. Um, like, tons of stuff. Make sure if you're a wrestling fan, if you haven't gotten to wrestling before, if you never watched wrestling before, so because so, I know some of you even listening to this call have not, fifteen minutes you can turn on TBS and watch AEW, and you're I think you're going to be entertained. Even if you thought the other wrestling you show, saw in the past was bad, silly, goofy, I think you might like it. But if you're already a wrestling fan, an AEW fan, I implore you buy, take a chance, spend the fifteen, twenty, thirteen bucks, 
on a independent wrestling pay per view this weekend. You got tons of companies, you know, putting on these shows. It's ve- it can be very hard for them to make money on any of these shows, even selling tickets, even because WWE actively like tries to sabotage uh, these, you know, satellite shows even for no reason. Uh, these independent companies they come to the WrestleMania town and they put on their little shows, and WWE like tries to fuck with their venues, make it hard for people, you know. For them to put on shows, get licenses, etc., etc. So check out, you know, in the indie show, buy a pay per view. You can find them on Fight TV. You can find them on uh, IndependentWrestling.tv. I'll be posting about them on Twitter. I'm sure every, all your wrestling friends friends will be as well. So maybe this is the week. This is the week. Check out some pro wrestling if you haven't. Hansi, thank you so much uh, for joining me tonight. I'm gonna call it there. I'm excited to go watch some wrestling. I am so excited uh, to talk with you, brother. Finally have you on as a guest on the show. We'll have to do... I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to start doing some wrestling streams again because it's, it's fun to watch the wrestling, too, while we talk about it. So maybe next time we do this, we'll be watching some wrestling. Maybe I'll let you pick out some of the wrestling. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, dude, I'm glad to have, and, and by the way, listen, I, I do my own little podcast, right? And I always... Oh, I you think I, oh, I, please I, plug it. No, well, yeah, it's, it's on Anchor. It's called Bipolar Coaster, right? And the thing is, like, I always, like, uh, I, what I do is I record a little bit, and then I accumulate the rants, and I, and I do my weird nights, weird time at night. The thing, the, the reason why I felt I felt bad, because I always wanted to have you on, but I never really want to bother you, because you already have, like, so much going on. So I don't want you, I, I didn't want you to think that I'm, I, I'm, I never invited you on, but, like, uh-huh. like dude, cause, 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 dude, anytime you want to come on and just discuss stuff with me, you're always welcome to come on. I, oh, I just, I, be, be, being a podcast host, bro, it's like I don't know when to contact people to come on. I, I feel like I'm bothering them, so I just go. You know, I might as well just ran on my own or something. But dude, you're you have an open invitation, dude. You're like, dude, you're legit one of my favorite people on social media. I feel for you with all the trolls you deal with, man. And and I try not to get in your hair, man. But I always enjoy your takes on professional wrestling, and I and and the fact that I'm not like really hardcore into movies, I always check for your opinion on whether or not I should check for a movie, even if I might disagree or whatever but i take your opinion in consideration a lot more like because i i respect your that's why i listen to struggle session it's like one of my favorite podcasts on the planet man oh thank you so much honey that's much appreciated folks i am so excited for AEW. like make sure don't skip that bunny match the bunny my girl my homie facing an unknown person hansi who you think he's gonna be uh, oh, dude, I'm hoping it's Athena, you know, Amber Moon, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be, uh, I'm guessing it's going to probably be, uh, Tony Storm, uh, Nixon Newell, but dude, do you think that this own heart cup in general, the men and the women thing, I think that they should, because like they've been, um, um, focusing on how own heart has been in Japan, I think they should do what they did at Star K 95 and kind of have like some Japanese, like this would be the one tournament where you could get people out of the own heart's memory to get other people from promotions to partake yes. in, in, in this own heart cup and make it a big deal, basically. Yeah, I think they really should do that. And frankly, they should even extend it to someone from WWE if they want to be in it. This is the yeah. Owen Hart Cup. This is supposed to be all the professional wrestling, not just, you know, AEW. I think that would actually be cool. Absolutely, that would be a great idea to bring in, especially some, you know, the junior heavyweights from there because that's how... Owen started to make a name for himself and over there. That would be uh, great to have wrestlers from different companies in Japan who don't work together over there come here, have a little tournament. But there's a lot involved in that. And, it's a, and unfortunately, a big pain in the ass 
uh, to organize those sorts of things with the booking, who wins what. But I'm excited for tonight. You said you hope it's Athena. I would love Athena, but I'll also be very excited for Mia Yim. Very oh, excited yes, for yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I do. I hope do any company needs to sign her ASAP, man. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like she got a raw deal. And, 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 and even in her NXT, like NXT run is normally like one of the better runs you can get in a company when the main roster fucks you up. I don't even think on, on the NXT roster they used her as properly as they could have. They got one, uh, one title match that of uh, title feud that I didn't think really they really utilized her. But yeah, definitely she should be one of the people that actually signed with AEW at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, we're going to call it there. Thank you so much for listening to us. This was Culture. Have a good night. Enjoy AEW. Peace. Peace.